all have busy lives. Work keeps us busy for 8 to 16 hours per day, depending on the employer. You get home, and if you're single, CSGO team play? Or how about a Fortnite tourney coming up? Or maybe you just need to socialize. Married, we have spouse, honey-do lists, engagements to attend. Married with kids just amps the time requirements by adding extracurricular activities, therapies, school meetings, etc. The lists just get jammed and we need to also handle our physical, emotional, relational, and spiritual aspects of our lives. Even time management seems like a pipe dream to some. And when we look at our lives, we seem like a juggler in a circus act. Well, it's time to acknowledge something. You are not to handle everything. And you can't. You may think you are capable, but if you look at the physical, mental, relational, and spiritual lives of today compared to that maybe, you know, a hundred years ago, we are in the worst state than in the past. And I guess we can all agree that the past is the worst. So... To use an old cliche, you need a come-to-Jesus moment, and that time is now. First, it must be mentioned that science has shown that there is a correlation with mental and spiritual health affecting relational and physical health. Numerous research papers from Oxford, Harvard, Yale, and a few other dozen psychology publications see these direct relationships. Even taking the spiritual part out, science has shown that mental health becomes affected. This does not mean religion, but faith. Faith in God, Jesus, Yehovah, Allah, however you believe, is important. This is the guild's core value. Faith is powerful, not religion. While we do believe Jesus is the Savior who died for our sins, the guild shuns the plethora of religious trappings. The only two requirements we have here is, as a believer, is baptism and communion. And this is because Jesus participated in both. But I digress. The come to Jesus moment here is about all your burdens, troubles, and hectic daily lives, including spiritual. And Jesus was blunt when he said, Are you tired, worn out, burdened out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Now, if you recognize a portion of this passage, it is reinstated in the sonnet The New Colossus by Emma Lazarus and enshrined on a bronze plaque at the base of the Statue of Liberty, which says, quote, Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. Long before that great statue towered at the mouth of New York Harbor, Jesus spoke these same words. So what am I supposed to do to follow the words of Jesus? Are your thoughts of having too many things to do and not enough time causing stress? Well, <laughs> this is not new, and especially in both the New Testament and Old. You know, even Moses in Exodus was told he carried too much. Moses' father-in-law said, This is no way to go about it. You'll burn out, and the people ride along with you. This is why th- this is way too much for you. You can't do this alone. 
By the way, a good father-in-law will point out issues in a son-in-law and offer advice, not condescension or belittlement. In Moses' case, his father-in-law continues to give the best advice regarding the burdens of doing everything. Moses was told that some things need to be shared. This is true today, as is in Moses' day and even Jesus' time. What makes Jesus' words earlier hit home regarding shared burdens comes in Galatians. Stoop down and reach out to those who are oppressed. Share their burdens and so complete Jesus' law, excuse me, Christ's law. If you think you are too good for that, you are badly deceived. Galatians tells us that when we need someone in, when we see someone burdened by life, work, or other matters, you are to help them in any way you can to share said burden. This last Wednesday, I heard from a member that a drug addict traveled across the U.S. to just be admitted to the hospital and rehab. This addict was met by his friend at the airport, and his and this friend took the mantle of help when others were not able to. Now. I do not know if either the addict or the friend are Christ followers, but this act is what Galatians is telling us to do. But also leads us to our next point. Some things need to be stopped. Now, to throw a wrench into the teachings of Jesus by many pastors and men of religion is that Jesus, is, Jesus wanted uh, everyone to be taught about God. Yes, Jesus even promoted the teaching of women during a time when knowledge was only pursued by men. And this point is important and relative to our passage in Luke 10, 21-42, because it highlights the need to stop certain things in your life, as they are not as important to the greater picture. The master said, Martha, dear Martha, you are fussing far too much and getting yourself worked up over nothing. One thing only is essential, and Mary has chosen it. It's the main course and won't be taken from her. In this context, Martha is making an elaborate, multi-course meal. Jesus' message is that only one course is important. For you, you may have a multitude of activities, but only by stopping the most mundane and irrelevant activities and focusing on those that build your spiritual and mental well-being are important. This is not to say that your physical and and relational is not important, but everything comes in place when you look at your spiritual and mental well-being. This is why you should focus on faith, not religion. Your spiritual well-being is helped by a belief that Jesus and God will complete your life, with God having, having given you a purpose and Jesus lifting the burden of sin. Finally, we need to surrender everything to God. You may ask why when we have mental health professionals to do this for us. While I always will refer anyone to a mental health professional because they are important, they are a piece of the overall overall puzzle in your spiritual and mental well-being. Now, when I say surrender everything, I mean every worry, fear, and anxious thought. Adding this to your mental health toolkit will build you a foundation towards a better mental, physical, and relational life. The reason for giving up these negative thoughts to God is recommended in Psalms. Pile your troubles on God's shoulders. He'll carry your load. He'll help you out. He'll never let good people topple to ruin. 
Now, in practice, even with myself giving my burdens and problems to God, I still have issues. I see a mental health professional. And as I said, they are a great tool in my mental and spiritual well-being. This process of having God take my troubles and talking to a mental health professional supports my previous statement. Science has shown that there is a correlation with mental and spiritual health affecting relational and physical health. While I'm tackling the first two, I'm finding that my my desire to build up my relational and physical health is increasing. While I'm obese now, I have a strong desire to tackle losing weight. This is because I have focused a majority of my troubles, worries, fears, and anxiety to God. Next, I seek professional help for my mental health. While there will always be setbacks and negative moments, having God on your side and Jesus in your life will ensure your transition to a more positive and well-balanced life. Until next time.